Welcome everyone to a Mexican and a redneck father of the world. We are your hosts and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today we'll be discussing who is the man in the mirror. So two points that I really want to focus on this, Ben, is the self-talk that goes on in your head about yourself. And the second one is, do you actually know who you are without having to look in a mirror? Like, do you know, do you know yourself? So this is going to kind of piggyback off a little bit um, about the previous episode, guilt-free sex that we, we talked about and the importance of that. So I'm going to focus more, too, on the on the aspect of the thoughts that go on in your mind. Because um, this right now is something that I've just been, like, really chewing on as far as my life is the way it is because of what I believe about myself. And how I speak about myself to myself. I know that they just got deep. (laughs) 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 Um, But this this theme keeps on running through my mind as far as your life is the way it is because you've chosen the life that you've chosen. And a lot of us will say, well, I didn't choose this. But in a way, you did. Because you've... You, you either intentionally or unintentionally have agreed with your reality. And if you are in agreement with your reality, then you are living the life that you want to live. Because the only thing standing between you and what you want to achieve in your life is the thoughts that you have about yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes great sense. So... um. On the guilt-free sex episode, I really emphasize as far as the importance of controlling your sexual appetite. In this episode, you know, I want to talk about as far as controlling your, how you talk about yourself, how you view yourself, what do you say to yourself. There's a book that I read years ago, and it's called Who You Are When Nobody's Looking. And it was a book that really, it really, it really, it really struck me because it revealed to me how negative I was about myself for the first 18 years of my life. You know, the environment influenced me into a negative, into a negative state of mind. And then when you come into the reality of like, Oh wait, I can't, I can't blame my parents anymore because now I'm on my own. I can't blame society because now I'm part of society. So if I'm blaming society, I'm, you know, I'm really blaming myself. And there comes a point in a man's life where you have to realize Am I going to be a victim or am I going to am I going to actually win? Am I going to be a victorious in life? Right. Every man is a beta until he becomes an alpha. Yes. Episode 36 or I believe 34. So. I believe so. <laughs> in which, you know, with all these uh, with all these episodes, man, we're, I feel like we're just barely scratching the surface of oh, yeah. these thoughts. You know, there's there's so much more. And and it gets me so excited, man, to see who are we going to be five years from now? Are we going to look back and be like, <laughs> What a bunch of betas. <laughs> <laughs> Hope not. We, th- we thought we were alphas and it's like, but you know, it's like, but the maybe we're baby alphas right now. Baby alphas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. Right. Um, but you know, I've, I've been really thinking about what I think and I've been kind of uh, watching my kids and, and looking at them. And it's like, man, I'm like, man, why do they have these bad habits? Why do they do the things they do? Well, they do them because they see me doing them. 
they do them because they see me, you know, if, if I'm, I'm being critical of myself. So they criticize themselves because like, well, daddy does it about himself. So I want to be critical about me. I'm, I'm like, man, you know, and it's I'm like. If I'm not if I'm not my big if I'm not my number one fan, why do I expect anybody else to be believe in me? That's a really good point. If I don't believe in myself, why do I expect anybody else to believe in me? Or why do you know we just uh, just as men, this is this is kind of as a man, we have a hunger for sex, but we also have a hunger for approval. You know, as as a young boy, I think the the biggest question that we have to our fathers is, "Daddy, am I strong enough?" And I find myself asking the same question. Well, am I strong enough? And at this point in my life, if I'm not able to tell myself, yes, I am strong enough, then how can I expect somebody else to tell me yes? Does that make sense? It does. It does. Well, and and you know, my my dad always told me, I you know, he's he's like, you know, I just want you to know I'm proud of you. I love you. And, and that's a lot of men, I think, seek that approval from their fathers like at men. I think men and women both, you know, you seek that approval from your father. It's ingrained in you. And as a father, it's our jobs to tell our, our sons and daughters, you know, you, I love you. I'm proud of you. I mean, that's, that's why we say it at the end of every episode, if someone doesn't have a father around to say it now, or they've never heard it from their father, we want you to know, hey, look, we, we love you and we're proud of you. You're spending time with us. We'll, we'll be your surrogate father. That's the whole purpose mm-hmm. of this is we really want to see change. And, if, and, and, and we're proud of people because if you're listening to this, I mean, this is in the self-help category. And you're clearly trying to do better. And I'm proud of anyone for trying oh, to yeah. do better. Like, even if you're just listening to one episode, no, we're proud of you for taking the time to maybe see what we're about. But also taking the time to say maybe I can do something different and be a better human and make the world a better place. And and we're all wondering, are we strong enough? You know, and, and like you said, you said it so well. Are you going to accept that you're a victim or accept that you can be a victor, you know, and, and go conquer the world, go make change, go do something good, whatever that might look like for each person. It's, it's different for all of us. But I've... I just love the way you said that because you have to at some point just say, it's me. It's all me. It's all in my head. Yeah. You know, the difference between success and failure is in your head. It has nothing to do. I mean, if it, if someone's done it before, you can do it. Yeah. It, you're not that limited by your, your surroundings. You're limited by your internal thoughts. And you are the only thing stopping your success. You know, in, in this, and it really struck me with uh, my kids, you know, a lot of times I find myself saying to myself, like, oh, my kids make me so angry. And I realize, like, no, my kids are not making me angry. Is I am allowing my thoughts to make me angry towards my kids. I am allowing that thought to come into my mind and have control of my of my anger. And then I lash out on my kids. My kids don't make me angry. My kids make me so full of joy. So that's something that I've had to intentionally rewire my brain to think the way that I wanted to think. I would go as far as to say your kids don't make you angry. They make you responsible. Yes. They are showing you everything you've shown them. And they're like, do you like what, do you like the way I'm treating you daddy? Because this is how you treated me the past so many years. So it's like whenever they do something, 
in a way, have you ever watched that, that TV show, uh, Mad TV? Oh, yes. Stewart. <laughs> Stewart. <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> No. no. Well, when they do something, your child is your child is coming to you and saying like, "Look what I can do! <laughs> exactly. Look what I learned from you!" <laughs> they are. They are. It's, 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 you've taught them. They and it hurts somewhere else, and you're like, "Oh, that's how I view myself." Yeah, that's how I talk. Because the the question is, oh man, I remember this story when I was when I was younger with my mom and dad. Uh, I was doing something with them and a curse word slipped out like they were talking about something and i was like oh this but you know like that kind of like that movie like the oh, the uh crisp story uh, the oh fudge yeah oh, oh the fudge. Yeah. yeah yeah well a curse word slipped out of my mom my mouth and my parents just flipped they're like who the bleepity bleep 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 it's not you those bleepity bleep bleep words it's those bleepity bleep bleep friends you're hanging out with isn't it and in my mind, I wanted to be like, no, I heard it from you. <laughs> but I know that would be the wrong <laughs> I know that would be the wrong answer. So I was I just stayed quiet. I was like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. You know, but it was it was that it was that scene in that movie happening exactly to be real life. Same. And wow. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. But looking back, I was like, no, I learned that from you. I learned that language from you. Man, because I could curse like the best of them. But I learned it from my dad. <laughs> you know, it was like, I was like, oh, I, was, I was harsh. It was rough. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't speak like that anymore. That's good. Yeah. We've had to we've had to tell people around our kids, hey, we don't use those words around our children. We'd appreciate if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a, a good friend of mine, Ben, uh, another Ben, he's the one that pointed it out to me when I first, uh, I remember meeting him. He had a two-year-old two-year-old daughter and and he was so grace he, he was so gracious and so graceful about it he just came up to me he's like he's like he's like Juan can I ask you a favor and I was like yeah sure Ben anything you want could you not use uh, profanity around my daughter I would greatly appreciate that but he did it in such a gentle way it was like because I didn't realize I was saying it and I was like oh I'm sorry Yes. Yes, of course I will do that for you. I will absolutely do that for you. And after that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to cuss. I'm not going to curse. There's no need for that. There's no need for that type of language. You know, there's not. And even when I'm at my angriest, I'm like, no, I, even if I'm angry, I, there's no need for me to express myself in that way. Yeah. It still sometimes slips, but it, there's not a need. Going from daily mind. casual conversation to every once in a while it slips in a moment of rage. Two different things. You yeah. Know. Very yeah, different. But that's uh, it's like absolute rage, which even still that is something else. I'm like, there's no need for absolute rage. Yeah. It does absolutely nothing other than destroy. And I'm not trying to destroy. I'm trying to build up. But that I mean, but that goes back to it. Vulnerability. Who is the man in the mirror? Do, do you want to be the cussing guy who scares off people with kids? Yes. Do you want to teach your kids that? Do you want to? Well, what are you teaching people? Because we're constantly teaching each other whether we know it or not. People are always looking. Oh, yeah. And if you're not looking at yourself, so that goes back to that top, that, that point, emphasizing, do you know who you are without having to look in the mirror? It's, do you know the person, the, the man that you are? Do you know, are you living out that image? And if not, I mean, it, it, it's it's having to do some retrospective and looking look at yourself in the mirror and be like, what kind of man am I? What do I believe about myself? What do I say about myself? How do I convey myself? Like, what is the, what is the, the B-roll that's running through my mind about myself? And you have to really analyze that. And it's like, is that actually who you want to be? Are you, 
living the life you want to live in your mind so that it can become a reality in your real in your life and that's i heard someone say one time uh that, that it was it was two people talking and they said they said something about how dumb they were like oh i'm such an idiot blah blah blah, blah. and one of their friends looked at him and said you know if someone said that to you in front of me, I would look at them and make them apologize to you, or at the very least scold them for having said that about you. And here you are saying it about yourself freely without a second thought. And they said it was, it was such a, a revelation to have heard that, because here I am depreciating myself, even though I'm trying to do better in life, I'm still calling myself an idiot or something like that. And putting myself down, and I have a f- had to have a friend step out and say, "Why are you calling yourself an idiot? I wouldn't call you an idiot. I wouldn't let anyone else call you an idiot without at least saying something to them." Yeah. So I don't understand why you think it's okay for you to put yourself down, and and think it's an okay thing. It, it doesn't make sense to me because, as you said, we need to be our number one fans. Yeah, it ties back to that episode that we just did, uh, confusing uh, uh, insecurity for. Uh humility yeah yeah it's it's uh, yeah we're uh, a lot of times we think like well i better i better tear myself down first before somebody else does yeah but then to have the thought of like well i need to build myself up because in reality is you do need to build yourself up because very few people are going to build you up exactly we live in a a negative world and the tendency is to tear you down and uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit this as far as too with the last episode with the, your parents' friends and how that aspect of, uh, you know, there's some people in life um, who are glad that you have the problems, are glad that you're going through the struggles. You know, it's like um, I, w- I heard this. I heard this thing at one time. It's like, you know, there's most people in the world either. Um, don't care about your problems and the other half are happy you have your problems you know it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like so it's like man going back to that uh the reality it's like you know i i uh, i appreciate your friendship so much ben because i feel like you are somebody that i can truly say like man this guy actually cares about me and wants the best for me which that inspires me to actually be a better man and be and be better but at the same time it still comes out i cannot rely on you building me up it has to be internal and I have to challenge myself as like, man, by by the next week when we meet up again, am I actually going to be a better man or am I still going to be am I going to be in the same spot? So even us doing this podcast is something that encourages me to be like, I want to be a better guy. And then maybe you guys out there, you know, that's, that's something that's like and then that's something that we want to um, pass on to our audience to where by you guys listening to this podcast we want you to be feel inspired to be like, I want to be better. I want to do better for my kids. I want to do better for the next generation because we need that. We need, a, you know, we need we need responsible men who believe in themselves and not believe the lies of the world that, you know, that we are the problem. Because in reality, we're not the problem. We're the solution. Absolutely. The change is going to come from the home. If you want to see real change, you have to start in your house with your wife, your kids, your siblings parents whoever it may be and your friends you will be the change that makes your area different it's not going to be voting for somebody it's not going to be uh you know giving money to this or that organization which it's fine to give to charity but at the same time 
that's a band-aid. The real change comes from you being nice to the person at the grocery store, you being nice to people at work, you inspiring people around you because you are doing better. And, and you know, and your personal development is a reflection of how I choose to live my life, going back to friendship. Because if I'm s- here with you and, and you're not growing, I have to start self-analyzing if I want to keep growing and saying, okay, is this guy growing with me or is he stuck? Mm-hmm. Is, is is he you know like your friend said hey you need to stop cussing that was a defining moment in y'all's relationship because he was going to have to say okay this guy's stuck I love him I'll be there for him but not with my daughter around and we won't be around as much because I'm saying I want to move forward and you don't and and that's okay because it's just different it's not it's not necessarily a good or bad thing it's just difference you chose your life he chose his life but I mean, that that really is the difference, is that in your head, what, yeah. what are you saying? What What yeah. is the, uh, my mom always calls it the inner courts, yeah. so to speak. What does that look like? Are you judge, jury, and executioner? You know, because I, I can't control the thoughts in your head. I can try to put good ones in there, but that's the best I can do. And, and it, it's just so important. I mean, this is a huge topic. It is. It really it, it, is. But if nothing else... Don't talk bad about yourself in your head. Yeah, well, Don't put yourself down out loud and say, oh, I'm just an old, fat, blah, 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 blah. I, I hear that quite often. Yeah. I think, why would you say that? You've had a successful career. You've raised two children or however many. You've, you, you know, you, you've done these great things, traveled to these great places. You've lived a great life. And here you are making it sound like all you did was eat cereal and, you know, watch TV all day. And then see, and I'm trying to like, how do I convey this thought? Because I'm not we're not we're not talking about what you say to other people. Like what you say to other people about yourself is very important, but it's really what you're saying to yourself when you're alone. Yeah. When it's just you and your thoughts. Are you building yourself up, or are you tearing yourself down? Are you looking at your life and like, man, I'm just a failure? Because I, I mean, I've been really. I've been doing this as a personal uh, study of myself and quite honestly, I've been really critical of myself and I'm like, no wonder my life is where I'm at because if I'm honest with myself, the reason I'm failing in these areas is because I'm, I believe this about myself and it, and then my reality is a reflection of my inner thoughts. But if I start changing that, my reality is forced to change to my thoughts which it's just it's it's been blowing my mind, uh, Ben. As far as the the thought of like whatever, however, whatever image you have of the world, that's the world you're gonna live in. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's in and then oh, it's just anyways. I had had this conversation with my uh, with my brother about this, and it's and and we're both kind of it's so cool because it's like we're both kind of like on the same wavelength of, uh, as far as this. And uh, he was over here the other day and he's been talking about his business. He, he went into, he's been, he went, he started his, his own business about two years ago. And he's, he was talking about that as just far as like what he believed about himself being, he, he saw himself being successful in his business. So then the reality had to manifest because in his mind, that's what he believed. Like, no, it's going to happen because this is what's going to happen. And then it manifested in reality. And I know this sounds kind of like voodoo. Woo. You know, but it's not. Oh, everything starts as a thought before 
before the Henry Ford created the Model T, but before he actually created it, it started off as a thought. It was a thought in his brain that he thought, I can do this. And he did it in a time where the horse and buggy was the main form of transportation. And here's the man who said, hey, there's a better way of getting around. And everybody thought he was crazy until he proved them wrong. So at the end of the day, everybody was going to think you're crazy until you proved them wrong. It wasn't Henry Ford that actually came up with the first car. It was Carl's Benz. Carl Benz. Like Mercedes Benz. He came up with the first car. Henry Ford came up with the assembly line. Oh yeah. <laughs> sorry. That's he was he was <laughs> decades later after the first the car. Assemb- I'm sorry, either way. Still makes a point. It's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> just, just for our listeners, don't write a history uh paper based off of what we're Hey, saying. <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna write a history paper and quote us like well Mexican and Redneck said this <laughs> If you quote us, well Good for you. We'll vouch. <laughs> we'll say, well, that's how I remember it. It's on the internet. <laughs> it's on the internet. Come on. It's got to be true. Well, hopefully we made some sense, and hopefully this helps some people out there. Well, with that being said, we just want to thank everybody for listening to A Mexican Erotic Follow the World. We love you, and we're proud of you.